welcome back to the SM Podcast. I'm Joel Cartwright. Joining me today, as he is always, my partner in pod, member of my personal Jumanji expedition, it's Mr. Ryan Drury. Ryan, how are you? Jumanji. Jumanji. Name of the game. <laughs> Do you want to explain what what you're listening to right now? Amazing, amazing, amazing. That's the vocal stylings of Jack Black. America's Jack Black. America's Jack. Oh, is he on the America's list? I think so. I think he is. Did we put him on with the yeah, rage cage? Yes. If he's not, he is now. Okay. It's official. Yeah. So, so you introed me. It's me. I'm here again. We're back. Hi. Hi. We're back. The reunion back. that that no one really wanted, but they're getting anyway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We we talked about poop for about 20 minutes off air, but now yeah. It's what we call in the business a little light vocal warm up. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You bring you bring about three or four poop anecdotes to every warm up, and got then to. you just go tit for tat until mm-hmm. someone hits the button. Yep, mm-hmm. for sure. So we had, we had a little uh, pod break. You were traveling abroad. We were both you know busy as you get around uh, year end in the exciting world of financial services. So we we had a little break, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, we're we're back in the saddle and we're we're back ready to pod. I think when they were deciding the script and the setting for the office, it was paper company, and then right below that was financial services mm. for excitement level. Mm. Mm-hmm. 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 But you know, there's as you were describing offline, sometimes there's under the radar excitement. Uh, yep. Yeah, it wouldn't necessarily be a fast paced. Um, you know, excitement, but uh, it's the excitement of observing humans in the yep. wild. The ever-evolving human condition. Office behavior. So we we didn't necessarily plan on, on discussing this, but this was a piece of pop culture we both uh, ingested uh, over the time we were apart. <laughs> and uh, you, you played a, a little video clip yes. from America's Jack Black on the Conan O'Brien Program. Program. Yep. Late program. Night program. Too late for me. I get my supper. I usually go to bed. Yep. Um, but he was singing a, a theme song, right, that he wrote for the wonderful film Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you saw this on an airplane, is that correct? I did. I did. Yeah. Um, just a generational talent, Jack Black is. He can Isn't do it he? all. He has he it, can all. Do it all. Yeah. He has it all. Sing, Sing, dance, be weird, physical comedy, just everything, just Mm -hmm. everything. Mm -hmm. I I did see Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle, and it was better than uh, The Shape of Water. Put that. (laughs) (laughs) Take that Academy Awards. Yeah. Yeah. So I was on a very, very long play. uh, There was a litany of films that I could choose from. 
I watched uh, the Thor Ragnarok, which was delightful. Yep. One of my favorites now. Um, but, uh, you know, there was a hullabaloo about the Shape of Water movie, and I, I, you know, I used my little touchscreen and I put it on. Wow, shocker. The first five minutes are um, extremely French and extremely nude. <laughs> so I was like, I cannot watch this in public or, you know, ever. I didn't, I didn't want to watch it, so I just turned it off. I haven't seen this, but when you say like extremely French, what does that mean? Um, Literally, they're speaking French. Yeah, no, I think oh, they're okay. speaking. No, there might be English. Oh, okay. I don't know. The girl, the girl in it is either a mute or deaf. I'm not. Oh, uh, okay. Um, but the first minute is her taking a bath, and then she decides to entertain herself in the bath. Uh, oh, yes, yes, I did hear and about that. There's like. Okay. So this, like like tugboats and like um little scuba yes. figures and stuff like that. Yes, okay, cool. Water duckies and all yep. that stuff. Ducky. And then there's like an overextended scene of her making a sandwich with like no no sound or talking and then there's a it's just very, you know, it's just mm-hmm. weird. It's artsy and weird and way above my pay grade. So mm-hmm. And and you see both of those things you just described at home on at home on a daily basis. So yeah. not really that exciting to see yep. in a movie. Mm-mm. Yep. Yep. Mm. So okay. Yeah. So you moved on so, to something more yeah, more high, high uh, fun and exciting. Yes, more, more high refined. <laughs> um I chose Jumanji over the shape of water. And I felt great about it. And I really think you are on the right side of history on mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. We I think we both describe this as a uh, Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle as a good bad movie. Oh, fantastic bad movie. Yes. Fantastic bad movie. And it really has nothing to do with the original because the original was it shaped many childhoods and I think that was the backlash on this one was that it wouldn't stack up because you don't know no Robin Williams. Yeah. So was there a backlash? I yeah. I, oh, okay. I thought, I thought that, that I heard a lot of people say that they were, you know, refusing to see it on principle. Oh, okay. Yeah, th- those people are way more highbrow than us. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah, I, I think what they were looking to do is make a movie with The Rock and Kevin Hart mm-hmm. and Jack Black mm-hmm. and your special lady friend. Mm-hmm. And where they're like trapped in a video game and mm-hmm. they were just looking to, to do that somehow. Just a romp. Yeah. Just a romp. What's and what kind so, of romp can you put together? Yeah. And I think as we see with a lot of things now a days in the movie world, if you have to kind of slap some sort of existing IP onto that. So yeah, all the lowest common denominator out there will just be like, Hey, Jumanji, I've heard of Jumanji. I'm going to go see that. <laughs> Um, as we see now with, uh, uh, which they're almost exactly running that back with, uh, America's the rock in rampage. Oh boy. So that's what they're doing. I mean, you can't just have a, the rock fighting giant apes and, um, you know, crocodiles and stuff. It has to be, has to be rampage. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm, uh, I'm all on board for that one too. I got to make my way to the theater to see it. Well, you shared with me recently that you actually 
um, played the the Nintendo game Rampage to completion. It was. <laughs> <laughs> Is that <a> bad phrasing? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> you beat the game? Uh, yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I rampaged to completion. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yes, yeah, I did. It was for, it was formative. <laughs> no, it was my favorite game as a kid. I beat it. It was the first game I ever beat on the Nintendo. Nice. Oh, that was fantastic. <laughs> yeah. So um, we um, we both uh, like that movie, and it's a good. Um, like we said, a good bad movie, just a pure fun movie, and watched it with the with the whole family. Um, Ethan, especially my son Ethan, especially loved the part where the Kevin Hart character um, exploded after eating cake mm-hmm. because that is his his one weakness. You know, they all have video game attributes and everything yep. like that, and his weakness was cake. So, so he uh, ate some cake. Are, are you are you working on your Kevin Hart? <laughs> no, I don't. I don't have a Kevin Hart. Well, I ate some cake. That's my weakness. There's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. something there. Yeah, there. it's Getting it's there. a it's is is a very specific kind of cadence. But uh, yeah, uh, I always thought that if um, Kevin Hart were to enter the rap game, he would sound exactly like Kendrick Lamar. Okay, just just a thought. Just putting that into the universe. Okay. All right. Yeah, so I, I can see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we um, we 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 both uh, like that movie. So check it out. Uh, that's my bit for the day: Kevin Hart or Kendrick Lamar. Oh, do you have? Do you have a? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> nope. So, also while we were on our sabbatical, um, something happened, especially groundbreaking to you. Mm. Into the pod because we like to follow your exploits with the green dragon. Mm-hmm. There is a new flavor of Mountain Dew release, mm-hmm. which I think everybody saw the the ad during the Super Bowl for this. Oh, this was the, the Dink the Dinklage Freeman uh, function. Yep, yep. you yep. got to be careful when um, with Dinklage Freeman and then rampaging to completion. You got to be yep. careful there. Um, mm-hmm. Don't Freeman your Dinklage. <laughs> so do you as um the internet's resident mountain dew expert do you have a review on the on the product so the the new one's called ice right yep mountain dew ice and it was launched in conjunction with nacho fire what was the dorito flavor do you remember uh yeah i think it was like blazing blaze maybe i don't know i've eaten it, uh-huh. it how it, was that not nice it's uncomfortable it's not it's not enjoyable it's that it's that annoying amount of of spicy yeah it's Um, it's doritos blaze is what the the internet's telling me um so you know was it an extra like an extra level of the orange residue on your hands yeah like more more than normal yeah it's like a pinkish red too it's it's really natural yeah gotta Um, be organic yep um the thing is, is like, so I don't know how you land on flaming hot Cheetos, but those 
those are like the standard for for spicy snack. Like those are, mm-hmm. I find those really good. Those that's a good, very spicy, flavorful snack, and I think that's a hard uh, level to achieve. Mm-hmm. Are you not a spicy snack guy? Are you? You're not a spicy guy in general. No, I'm. I'm very. I, lo- I love spicy. Do you yeah. remember last time we got Thai food? Oh yeah, you went uh, white guy plus. <laughs> <laughs> Medium plus, which I, yeah, I didn't think was too bad because I think they made it they made it white person medium plus, but mm-hmm. yeah, no, I generally like spicy food. Okay. Um, the the spicy snacks, eh, okay. You know, we some of those snacks I brought back from Guatemala were pretty spicy. The, the guat snacks, yep. The guat snacks, but yeah, I I generally don't like um cheesy residue and uh, that that orange powder kind of left mm. behind don't like that mm-hmm. but but anyway we're talking about the dew we're talking about mountain yes dew. talking uh, dew. we don't yeah, want to bury the lead here you you had presented the new flavor to me uh as a gift and i warmly yes. accepted it um frankincense is... myrrh and mountain dew ice yep yep, mm-hmm. yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh it's to me indistinguishable to sprite it tastes exactly like sprite mm. sprite with that extra kick yeah it's sprite and it's got a Mountain Dew load of caffeine in it, essentially. Yeah. Have you had? You've had yeah. ice, right? You've had the ice bra. Yeah. How long you been on the ice bra? <laughs> yeah. So somebody's gonna edit this, and it's just gonna be. You've had ice before, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I love the ice. <laughs> um. Yeah. Uh, I've had it a few times. I've had it a few times. It's it's good. Mm-hmm. I found it refreshing. Um. Yeah. And yeah, I, I did. Um. When you had the celebrity party. I brought you one and presented it to you. Yes. That was a lovely, lovely gift. W- would you like to share with the people who who you were for your celebrity party? Um, the one and only Carl Sagan. Yes. Where in the hell out of a tweed blazer? Yeah, I don't know what happened neck. to it. I don't know what happened to it after the party. It's. It, I think it ended up in, off with your blazer. Uh, I don't know. I think it ended up in the costume bin because I never saw it after I got I blacked out on Mountain Dew ice. <laughs> so yeah, no, you, you were you were looking very professorial. Yes, and you were looking uh, hosterly, host hostily, <laughs> hosterly. Yeah, yeah. My as, um as yes yes as, as um I, I went as uh, Ryan Seacrest, which mm-hmm. wasn't my first choice, but um. Uh, let my wife pick our who we were going to be, and she wanted to be Kelly Kelly Ripa and uh, Ryan Seacrest from that uh, daytime TV show. So that's who we were. But the best thing was she also made um, some props. So we had the little um, note cards with the Ryan and Kelly logo on them, and we just constantly uh, straightened the note cards on a table. Yep. Uh, yep. You had a real it, good. You had that. That was that was well done. It's a real good prop. Real yeah. good. Prop. And also, uh, also mugs with the logo as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's about that prop game, though. Well played. Well played. And it's a, but, it's, a it's a three tap. It's a three tap. Or yep. it's like a yep. one two. Not like a. Yep. It's like a bop 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 or like a bop bop. You know. And it's really good to use that as a as a transition, like. Yep. Bop, bop. And up next, we're going to yeah. talk to Carl Sagan. 
And on like the second bop, you kind of have to do like an arm movement or like, yep. A, yep. you know, and like moving it along. Anyway, <laughs> moving no, it along. Sure. Yes. And speaking of moving it along and also um, somebody who had a great costume at the party, as always, shout out to executive producer Joe. EPJ. EPJ, uh-huh. who um, was resplendent as Kurt Cobain, mm-hmm. R.I.P. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And also say, couples, yeah, also couples costume with Mrs. EPJ. Yeah. The intern, as we like to say around here. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, We should say that this episode might come out in three months when Joe's done watching Game of Thrones. He just started watching Game of Thrones this weekend. So he may, yes. he may be busy. He might be busy. Big news. Big news. Big He's news. finally on the Thrones bandwagon. Yep, he gave uh, he gave a rundown of I think he's seen twenty five episodes. Nice. In, I think it was thirty six hours, twenty five episodes, and he <sighs> gave a meh review, <laughs> which is ridiculous. I don't know how you watch twenty twenty five hours of of uh, entertainment and go meh meh. Yeah, I don't. know. Maybe he was just overwhelmed. Maybe it was too much, too soon. Mm-hmm. So what? Uh, sweet summer child. So, Yes. Mm-hmm. You, uh, he's a night of summer, but winter is coming. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, what are what type of show does EPJ usually go for? I know. I think he did a, a pod one time yeah. on Arrested Development. Is he more of a, a comedy guy in general? So what is he? What is he like? We had a rundown of this. Uh, I, I can't even remember what it was, but it was it was Joe and his and his dad, and they were mm-hmm. running down their favorites, and their favorites were in the Venn diagram, exclusively yep. outside of any of my circles. Like, okay, they're very much into the the fugitive, um, Heat. Um, oh, so these like, are movies we're talking now. Yes, movies. Sorry. Okay, the, the genre of like uh, action, police drama, that kind of a thing. He might correct me on this, but Jack Ryan type stuff. Okay. All right. So not anything that I particularly watched. Why were we talking? I don't even remember why we were talking about that. Because we were talking about uh, Game of Thrones and that he's oh, watching it. Oh, and why he doesn't. He's not yeah, he super just gave addicted. It a, he just gave it a eh. He gave it a meh. Mm. Meh. Mm. Meh. So well, yeah, we'll have to check back with him when he uh, gets mm-hmm. all the way through it. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so where are we at where are we now what are we talking about now? i forget what are we talking about well we we started off on mountain dew so are you are you overall pro mountain dew ice or, mm-hmm. or are you just like the original hard stuff i'm an og i'm an og guy don't don't bring me don't bring me diet did you drink that diet that you got today i did not i actually oh, sadly i forgot it because i wanted it. to do a yeah, I want to do a, a, a do open right into the mic. A do off. Yep. Um, so you you just like the original the original straight yeah, stuff. Yeah, and sometimes I don't even order it fountain because you never know. It's not it's not yeah, the it's not shoot. the right batch. It's the not ninety nine point eight percent pure. It's not that Walter White. That's right. It's not that Heisenberg. That crystal dew persuasion. And don't even come at me with Baja Baja Blast or what? No. Get that oh out. yeah, so get that out of here. In researching for this, I came across there's uh, 
like a Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew has its own wiki. So there's like a Dew <laughs> wiki that you really need to check out. And there are a lot more flavors of Mountain Dew than uh, around the world. Yeah. That, well, just they've done a lot of like limited edition flavors. There's oh, one boy. called like Johnson City Gold, which I thought these were just like crazy nicknames people had for Mountain Dew. <laughs> But it was actually a thing. And there's one called Dewshine. Excuse me. <laughs> Dewshine. Yeah. Say that fast. Real talk. Dewshine. Yeah. Dewshine. <laughs> Tart Yeah. So actually a thing. So there's wow. tons of like Mountain Dew flavors. And I remember back in the day, Code Red. Did you mess with Code oh, Red at all? I didn't mess with Code Did Red. you order the Code Red, Brian? I, I, like- I bet you Joe... I bet you EPJ big, a few good men fans. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I told you. I really told you my few good men uh, link, right? I've told you that. You have, but the 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 pod hasn't heard it, so please share. Well, it's not. I mean, it's not that big of a deal. Uh, The guy I used to work, I used to work for the lawyer that was played by Tom Cruise in in that movie. Lieutenant Daniel Caffey. Uh-huh. And he's not even he's not even remotely he's a great guy. Cool, super cool guy, but not no Tom Cruise, no TC. Not not as passionate. Just very kind of lawyery lawyer. Okay. Did you ask him if his sports drink of choice after uh, intense game of uh naval officer lawyer softball is Yoohoo? <laughs> Because Tom Cruise pounds the Yoohoo in this in that movie. Yeah, Shirt, it's, is it a shirtless Yoohooing? I, I don't know if he's shirtless. You just kind of projected that. So if that's, you know. Does he get that dew shine on? <laughs> <laughs> Not quite a Top Gun level of dew shine. Uh, actually, this guy, I don't really want to drop his name because that would be inappropriate if he doesn't want to be out there. But uh, Okay, so his real name isn't Daniel Caddy. No, that's not his real name? No, that's not oh. his real name. And he he contends that the the Tom Cruise character was uh, an amalgamation of multiple people on the on the uh, on the team, so mm-hmm. uh, not totally him. But this guy, I don't think I've ever met someone who lives their life in a more healthy and good way. That sounds ineloquent, but uh, he used to go and run in on his lunch. Never saw that guy drink anything more than water. He's just super healthy all around, and he was in a good mood all the time. So no Yoo-Hoo then? No. No, no, no. This guy was a rock star. One day I will be like him. Nice. Yes. So another thing we wanted to talk about that we watched over break and was kind of our, our main point to the show, which we got really into the weeds, but that's kind of the point, is um, we both watched this show on Netflix called mm. everything sucks mm-hmm. so we wanted to give it the pod treatment you actually watched this first and i think you kind of told me about it and then my wife actually had watched it yeah you were and, betrayed you were, well you yes were, you were netflix betrayed she she's like deep cover on the netflix now she's watched like so many shows so i've, I've just accepted it it's fine we have yes. our our together shows and that's fine i think uh if the 10 commandments were handed down now, 2018, mm-hmm. it would be Thou Shalt Not Netflix Betray. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, t- to be fair to her, she did 
she was watching it and i think she kind of was like do you want to watch this and i'm like eh, not right now and then mm-hmm. when i went back and watched it i think she watched the majority of it again with me so she's in in general a saint so i'm not going to come down too hard on her that's nice of you yeah, that's yeah. Nice of at you. least in a public forum so <laughs> this <laughs> this uh show is essentially described kind of to freaks and geeks sort of it's no uh, no okay no. well that's i've heard people compare it to that I'm oh, not you saying have? It okay is that. Yeah. i wouldn't say that but um i'm not saying it because i i haven't seen freaks and geeks so i don't know okay but uh well it's, but it's it, a it's a, it's a 90s it's a 90s kind of nostalgia show mm-hmm. about you know some kids kind of coming of age and finding themselves in the 90s yeah, and I didn't I didn't seek this out. I didn't hear about it. It it came across my Netflix thing and you get that little montage with music. Yes, like the pre- the trailer, Netflix trailer. Yes, we were we were uh surfing and my wife said, "Oh, this looks super cute. Let's watch it." So we watched it and it's it's pretty good. They they the kids the kids in it are pretty good actors for the most part. Yep. Um I I don't know if I liked it because the story was good. I think we saw we talked about this, but or if it was just yes. like hitting all the nostalgia member berries. Yes, so, member um, berries also a questionable word. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so I think I posed the question of if this show was set in present time, would it be good? Would it? Yeah, would we like it as much? Mm. Um, and I kind of thought about that. Um, I think I would still like it because, as you said, it's um, it has some uh, some pretty good story in it, and uh, especially the uh, actor that plays Luke, um, and the and the actor that plays Kate are both really good. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think just maybe on the strength of that, it would be worthwhile. But yeah, it definitely the the '90s nostalgia is the sizzle of the show. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of sizzle. So we can kind of check them off rapid fire, but there's a lot of great music. Fantastic. There's a great everything sucks playlist on Spotify that I would encourage you to seek out. Mm-hmm. You know, might some mighty buddy boss tones. <laughs> um, Tori Amos. Um, yeah. Kind of everything in between. So great, great 90s music. Um, Oasis. There's, there's some, oh, now. Oasis, of course. Yep. Yeah. Um when it, Luke recreates the uh Oasis uh Wonderwall music video. Yes, the the main character of the show. Yes. Uh, without without giving too much away. Oh. Um spoiler free. Sp- I mean, I guess. It's not that it's not that big of a watch. It's not that big of a dedication, so I mean. Yep. Um I think one of the one of the elements of the story wouldn't work if it was written for 2018 and there's, there's heavy. One of the main components of the, of the story is LGBT stuff. Like any, any kind of like coming Mm -hmm. of age. Uh, I think the kids are freshmen through seniors in high school. Mm -hmm. And I think that just didn't, that wouldn't be an issue. I think if it was written in 2018, how do you feel about that? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think it could. I mean, I think 
the story of sort of, and it's not really a that big of a plot giveaway, but Kate, the main character, is sort of discovering her her sexuality and her sexual orientation, and the end result is that she it comes to the realization that she's a lesbian. So I think that that could still be a, a modern storyline. Somebody sort of coming to that realization, I think maybe how um, Luke and some of the other people and especially people in the school react to that would, right. would be something that would work differently in the modern right. age. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's kind of the main story arc um, and kind of the high school stuff is that um, a lot of the main characters are in the AV club and through a series of events, they end up uh, setting off the school fire alarm um, in the auditorium when the drama club is practicing and destroy like the the everything for the drama club production. So their solution is to come together and all make a movie together. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of the rest of the plot. But um, yeah, yeah, it's worthwhile. There's some more '90s touchstones. There's there's Surge, <laughs> Surge, which yeah, they're just in the mountain ripped. family. But the, that was the kind of the Coke version of Mountain Dew. But there's a lot of Surge. One of the like the AV teacher guy who. Is, is actually one of the creators of the show. Um, drinks a lot of Jolt Cola. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Luke eats a Hot Pocket pretty conspicuously and burns his mouth, of course. Um, um, I'm trying to think. Of, oh, he, he uh, of course, goes to the mailbox and gets his latest uh, uh, CD from Columbia House. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a lot of, lot of warm, fuzzy nostalgia in yeah. addition to um, you know, having some some good story and some, you know, some good performances. Yeah. Did you have an AV club in high school? Um, I don't think so. That wasn't even on my radar. And I think one of the the comments I made to you was that this wasn't necessarily my wheelhouse and the these circles that they were mm -hmm. kind of showing. I think I said, "Is there any sports being played at all?" Or <laughs> There's no one on a, a sports team or anything. So where's the sports? Where's the sports? Man? This isn't my nineties. Where's the sports? Right. <laughs> Which th that's fine. I don't have any. I I wasn't a, as you know, it's not, not my nature. I wasn't hostile towards anyone who wasn't into mm -hmm. the same things I was into. But um, I just you know that wasn't my my interest at that time in my life. So yeah. I don't, but now I'm here doing a podcast. So. <laughs> yep, here we, are. here we are. I don't remember there being an AV club. I remember there was like, um, we had one of those sh those morning announcement shows. Oh, yes. Yeah. And that was another thing I wanted to highlight. They had the great, they have the, the morning announcements. And what was the one guy's name that was on there? I, I forget. Scott it. Pocket. <laughs> <laughs> what a great name. Scott <laughs> yeah and the the two anchors and, uh awkwardly exchange jokes to each other it's pretty good it's pretty good 
yeah, they, they, it does a great job of capturing just the awkwardness mm-hmm. of those ages. And uh, I definitely can, can relate to that. But um, oh, I, I lost my train of thought. Um, oh, one thing in regard to the morning announcements. Do you remember or did you have it all that broadcast shown in schools channel one? Do you remember that? With uh, America's Anderson Cooper? Exactly. exactly. We, we did have that, but I don't remember it very often. I remember yep. seeing it occasionally, but not always. Yes. Yes. Anderson Cooper, Lisa Ling. Yes, Lisa. Lots yes. of lots of stalwarts there who yeah have have gone on to do uh, good things in regard to newscasting. So weren't some yeah. of the uh, MTV News people on that as well, or am I confusing my? Um, could have been, could have been. I think also Rachel Nichols was on there. Oh, who went on to be wow. on ESPN? What and, a hotbed. Uh, some other what a hotbed. Yeah, no, a really, Mickey really a who's who of news who, who's nice. news. <laughs> so so overall you you enjoyed um everything sucks yeah i think it's i think it's worth a look it's not yeah. uh it's not groundbreaking or anything and it, it really no it's just it's a good watch it's fun yeah it it the more i think about it the more i it it kind of leans on the nostalgia but i don't care that's fun that's fine with me yeah so uh, yeah and it, we should just say it's like um T- they're a uh, TV half hour episode. So they're like 22 minutes. Yeah, There's very- 10, 22 minute episodes. So it's a pretty quick uh, watch, but we'd also be remiss if we didn't mention one of my, my personal favorite character mm-hmm. on the show. Um, Mr. Mesner. You mean the guy's dad yeah, and- that you would absolutely be if you were in the story. <laughs> <laughs> Come on now. Come on now. Uh, I mean, Every writer has to put him in himself in the story, you know. Yeah. How much did you get for that script? If you don't mind me asking. <laughs> that Netflix cheddar, though. Yeah. No, he's just a really. Uh, he's just a super. He's just the most dad character we've seen on TV in a while. Mm-hmm. And he's also principal of the school, so. He gives Mister Wheeler a run for his money, doesn't he? Oh, yep, yep, really mm. does. Mm-hmm. Oh, Mr. Wheeler from Netflix. Yeah, he's from... he's so much better than Mr. Wheeler. Uh, did I say Netflix? I meant Stranger Things. Yeah, well, yeah. Same. He, he's yeah, same. He's he's so much better than Mr. Wheeler. If you had to describe Mr. Mesner as a, a a hybrid of characters, how would you say? Um, He's a little he so he's got like a little bit of Mr. Belding yep. in him. That's but way cooler. Yep. Key ingredient belding. Key ingredient belding. Um a little bit Danny Tanner. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think of who else, but he also like, you know, he's he's letting him loose a little bit. He's TP in houses. He's mm. smoking a little confiscated marijuana. Mm. He's getting down with uh with Sherry, Luke's mom, in the high school pool. Mm-hmm. So, kind of, it's kind of a secondary story of this show is the very kind of straight laced, nerdy single dad of, of Kate. Um, is it starts to develop a relationship with Luke's mom, who's also a single parent, 
and she kind of brings him out of his shell a little bit and encourages mm-hmm. him to have fun. And it's it's just darling. It's just lovely. <laughs> it culminates with him skipping around singing the so, great anthem Breakfast at Tiffany's by Deep Blue Something. So Yep. So it's like one half Belding, three eighths, Tanner, <laughs> one eighth, Al Bundy. Yeah, nah, I don't know. No. I don't okay. know that he's, he's going that deep. No, that deep. okay. Like maybe a little bit of the the Brian Cranston dad from Malcolm in the Middle. Okay, maybe that. Guy. <laughs> okay, also mixed in, and also hell. Yeah, and also um, the dad from Boy Meets World. Okay. Yep. 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 Did I make? Did I paint a picture oh, for you? That guy was pretty cool. Yep. So. Yep. Harsh, but fair. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, so I kind of alluded to this off air, but and I'm sad that I'm going to kind of confront you with this, but mm-hmm. in researching this, I saw last week that actually Everything Sucks was not, was non-renewed by Netflix. Mm. So, I mean, unless it finds a home somewhere else, it's a one and done. Mm. I mean, we we uh, we enjoyed we enjoyed our time in the sun. Yeah, and they also kind of already set it up for the second season with uh, Luke's dad kind of coming back into the picture right at the right. end. So, right. I mean, apparently there's already like a petition going. You know, as people do nowadays, um, there's a petition to get Netflix to renew the show, and you know, maybe with so many platforms, it'll get picked up somewhere else. But yeah. I know Sarah was also really bummed out too. Can we just talk about how it's 2018 and we still do petitions? What What do we? What do you petitions? Yeah, I know. What are we doing? <laughs> what it's are we, first world problems. What are we doing? No, it's yeah. not. It's not the 60s. Petitions aren't a thing anymore. They don't work. Stop it. Stop it. Everyone. Yeah, so, so on the list of problems with our government and this is still pretty high but you know with petitions so to get to be allowed to essentially run for office you still have to get a certain number of people to sign a piece of paper saying you can do that i mean (laughs) what what, what are we doing what are we doing yeah well you know what it is here's here's my on the fly theory okay is that in this in the social media age wow i'm gonna sound like an old guy here yep but petitions exist in that in that little space where like low effort activism exists you know what i mean like you can care so much to type your name out in a website and then you're done you don't have to do anything else you know what i mean so it's like kind of like you care but you don't really care enough to do anything so the actual existence of petitions is harmful Okay. I, I really didn't follow that, but good on you. <laughs> you really did check out and start writing something down. I did. I, I just wanted to let you go. I, I went. I needed a little break there. Okay. Um, so one thing I wanted to ask you, Brian, is with Everything Sucks not being brought back, had, was there ever a show either growing up or you know in your adult years that you were really into that kind of got canceled that you were upset about? And another thing about petitions, <laughs> you can 
you can um uh check that out on brian's petition takes on his other podcasts yeah. uh grassroots community organizing today yep yep hot takes hot takes blog.com uh a show that got canceled that i really loved yeah oh man I really think of one. no i couldn't think i can't think of anyone i can think of ones that i feel like should not have been canceled but I wasn't on the ground level when they got canceled. Like uh, Firefly, or did you ever watch Firefly? Um, I haven't, but I've heard that that's a really that people really like that. Yes, yeah. so it has a great following. I, I resisted it for many years until uh, other 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 friend Cole, other friend host Cole yep. of the uh, Nice Planet podcast suggested it and kind of wore me down and then i loved it and then i felt very sad that there was only one season of it didn't they make a a movie of it as well they did and i didn't think that the movie was that good Mm -hmm. but uh the series is really really good so do you remember at all there was a show a few years back um filmed totally in detroit is called detroit 187 do you remember this no okay it was like a ABC, like police procedural. So not okay. something that's really in my wheelhouse, but it was totally yeah. um, filmed in Detroit, which was cool because you could just do that. Oh, I, I know the place. I've seen that. You know, <laughs> um, that that whole thing, which still I, like, I, I do and I enjoy. Like it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it had Michael Imperioli who played Christopher from The Sopranos. Okay. Um, so it was a it was a decent show for that style of show, and I remember it got canceled after one season. So it was mm. kind of like, eh, I'd like to see it given more time. But that's that's the closest thing I could kind of get to. Yeah, I don't I don't ever remember like being broken up about a show getting canceled. Okay. So as we talked about, everything sucks, and some '90s nostalgia, and we mentioned Columbia House. Mm-hmm. That that leads us in to a bit oh and it's a bit about me and you simply have to answer one of these faxes or a a statement i'm going to make is it true or false and the bit is called did i get this cd from columbia house (laughs) so i have a list of five cds okay now Um, my recollection of Columbia House was that they had like one good one and then like ten bad ones. Mm-hmm. So you had to, it was like a it was like a a grab. You had to you had to get the one you wanted, but you has also had to get all the crappy ones. Okay. Well, what I remember is you got like six or ten or whatever it was CDs for like ninety nine cents, but then uh, you had to buy like ten CDs at full price. Uh, and their full price was a little outrageous. It was not like you would get at Best Buy or. Mm. You know, back when there were record stores, it was like 22 bucks. Mm, but that same goodie price, though, that same good, that Harmony House, though. <laughs> um, <laughs> but my also anecdote about Columbia House. And by the way, do you remember there was BMG, too? Uh, that was like Big Lots remember, Columbia House, kind of. I remember FYE. Oh, FYE, too. Well, FYE was a store. BMG right. was also like another mail order type thing. OK, could have been. Yeah, it could have been. So I'm you a didn't have younger than you. Uh, oh, I'm a little wow. bit younger than you. So 
just goes right in for the kill. So my anecdote was before we get to the bit is I got Columbia house. I got all the like low price CDs. I bought like three or four Mm -hmm. and then I didn't want to really buy anymore. And I also, you know, probably I was in either middle school or high school and, you know, funds were limited. So I'm like, I can't really afford this. Hmm. So I had my mom call that call Columbia house and just totally get me out of it because um, I said I was not an adult, so I couldn't be held responsible for this. <laughs> and it actually worked. Uh, yeah. You were merely a freshman. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So <clears throat> did I get this CD from Cumbly House, Brian? Okay, I'm ready. The first one is the first Weezer album known as the Blue Album. Hmm. Did I get this from Columbia House? How old are you again? How old am I now? Mm Mm-hmm. I just turned 36 last week. Wow. Air horns for that, or no? Are we on anti-air horns? Yeah, it might wake up the kids, but it's worth it. Okay. I'm going to say you did not get this because it came out before your time. Um, no, that's, that's true. I did get that CD. That was your, From was that Columbia your very House. first? Um, I don't remember. I, I don't remember the order of it. I think that was one of the ones I got like in the initial six. And that was, uh, what was that? 1985 that that came out? <laughs> No, I think it was like 1994, I want to say. So you're 0 for 1, big guy. I'm quickly Googling. Okay. Uh, 94, May 10th. Boom. Nailed it. Big time. Nailed it. Big time. All right. So 0 for 1. Okay. On your on your usual quest to get personal pan pizza. How, how many out of are we? We're going to do five. Oh, boy. This is important. Okay. So next one is Oasis, definitely maybe. Mm, you definitely got that. You definitely oh, got that. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. 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 Did sorry. not dare. Sorry. Okay. So over so two. You, you don't have as good of taste as I thought. Okay. Yep. 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 You're sticking it to me tonight. <laughs> really sticking it to me. Okay. So three more left. You have to yep. get all of these to get your personal pan pizza. Okay. Yep. The next one is we we just talked about it with Mr. Meisner. Deep Blue Something. The album is called Home. Did I get you, that from Columbia House? You uh yes, absolutely. You 100% did. Yep, that's true. I think I remember you telling me that you're very excited about that episode because you had that <laughs> same moment of pulling that exact album out of the mailbox. Well, no, in the show, he gets the Oasis album from oh, Columbia House. Oh, right. But they ha- that song is in the show, though. Yep. Right. Oh, right. Yep. When he's, yeah. Yep. When he's Walter Whiting. Exactly. Yep. yep. I'll pay attention to the details. You just make fun of me because I'm old. Okay. okay. Yep. Right. Good. All right. So you're one out of three. Mm-hmm. Number four is um, the album by Toad the Wet Sprocket called Dulcinea. Mm. Popularly played on 107.1 Ann Arbor's Ooh. hit music. For sure. 
Um, hmm. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no. Not really your thing. Oh, man. For the first <laughs> time in a while, buddy, you, you're not getting the pizza. Wow. Yeah. Got to give you more credit, I guess. Yeah. You're, uh, yep. So what what was the hit off of that one? Uh, I think it was uh, uh, Fall Down. How's that one? I don't. How, when how will we fall down? You know that. Uh, give me a few more bars. I'm not. That's real. all. That's all I can remember. The people out there can can watch on the YouTube's. Mm-hmm. All right. The the last one I have is a layup for you. So okay. And again, shout outs to EPJ. Uh, Nirvana. Never mind. Mm. Did I get this on Columbia House? See, you're more you're more of a country guy. So <laughs> I'm not, GTFO, Brian. GTFO. I'm not seeing any heart shaped boxes in your future. Yep. So you going? No. I'm just, I'm just upset that I lost. Okay. So you're lashing out in anger. Yeah, I can accept all, that. We all know. We well, all know. Well, you know if you're if you're losing the the hockey just, game, there, or you want to send a message for next yeah. time, eh? Just just put on a Donnie Brook and uh, play Rat in a Cage. <laughs> so what was what was your answer there? Uh you yes. Yes. Yeah. So that's correct. You sure so I, did. You so sure I think did. you you ended up getting two out mm. of five. That's still pretty so, good. Yeah, you, you still have a lot of pizza banked up, so mm-hmm. you're good. Lots of pizza in the bank. So I wanted to ask you about something you kind of mentioned earlier, and I wanted to kind of get back into this when we talked about Netflix okay. in the context of everything sucks, but you had mentioned that you kind of just came across that show by looking at the Netflix menu mm-hmm. and kind of, I was just thinking about that and I don't, I've never um, watched a show decided to start watching a show that way. On Netflix. Really? I, I, I just get lost in it. There's just too much. That That's, that's kind of a, a thought that blipped through my mind, but I totally yeah. forgot. After a yeah. second, when you said that um, everything sucks isn't coming back, it's really a shotgun blast of what sticks. I mean, they throw yeah. everything at the wall. Everyone's looking for a hit. Everyone's looking for like the next Stranger Things. So mm-hmm. everyone's writing. There's so much content. It's crazy. And a lot of it is hot garbage. Yep. So do you think there's, is it too much at this point? Yes. It's way too much. Okay. It's so way just- too much. Just Netflix too much or just too much in general? I think Netflix alone is too much, but then you have all the other services as well. Um, Because personally, I I go off, you know, recommendations of of people I know or, you know, podcasts or or media types that kind of just because there's so much content that I, if someone I trust is kind of saying like, this is, this is good. This is something yeah. that's worth your time. And then I'm going to listen to that just because yeah, it's, it's like trying to drink from a fire hose or something. It's just yeah. so much coming at you. So are we um, media types quote unquote? You, you and, and me? Yeah. We got it. We have a amateur. Show. Yeah. Amateur media types. I would say. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to make people in the office call us that. Yeah, I definitely. Yeah, I definitely would do that. I'm going to make us some press passes. <laughs> you should. Yeah, we should see if we could get into something. <laughs> uh, no, I, I totally agree. It's it's just 
way too much. Uh, the trick, the trick there with that situation was um, that we we circling back to the Ten Commandments here. Mm-hmm. There's only so many things that are, uh, you know, outside of the the group watch, the the wife watch. Yep. So I'm I am looking for other things that I can watch when I have a moment. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And it's usually documentaries, but I, I rifle through documentaries so fast that I run out. So, uh, you know, just just happened upon that. So with with documentaries, you, you just kind of scroll through the Netflix and try to find them. Yeah. Or I go Based to on- actually sometimes I go to Reddit. Reddit's got a subreddit for, um, you know, up and coming everything or, or quality, quality documentaries. And I got hoodwinked once. Someone, someone put like the best documentary ever out there, and they said it was fantastic, and it changed their life. So I got really excited about it. And then generally, I won't rent. I don't rent. It has to be free on the Netflix. But I rented this one, and it was, it was god awful. It was the worst. <laughs> it was the worst. I really got stung. What was really that one got, about? Uh, dying. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, <laughs> super. It was great. Uh, yeah, I couldn't get through it. So, I just have some in in researching this, and my kind of my question was because, based on what I found, and I think Netflix doesn't actually officially release a lot of this stuff, but just kind of people have speculated online, and there's a, a range of kind of numbers thrown out, but the the range I found is in. 2017 Netflix spent between 6 billion and 8 billion dollars in both acquiring and producing content. Wow. So it, it <laughs> my question is is that sustainable? Like it, it's it's not. I mean, I know um a lot of streaming companies, you know, Netflix and music, Spotify, you know, it's it's just really all they're trying to do is is build up as many subscribers as they can. And yeah, they're not as concerned with being profitable at this time, which is uh, interesting. But I'm just wondering, you know, how many of these things are going to be around for the long haul? Yeah, I don't know. Um, that's certainly not something that's going to continue. Great, great for writers and producers, though. That's great for them. That's why we got to keep coming up with shows to pitch. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, But no, not sustainable. And depending on how uh, the whole net neutrality thing goes down, yeah, yeah, it might be the end to that whole situation. And I think in general, we're going to eventually get to a point and you mentioned net neutrality and even folding that into it. But I think we're going to get to a point where everything's sort of vertically integrated where I think next year Disney's coming out with its own streaming platform. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be totally vertically integrated where you have content producers putting out a streaming service and you're just going to have like Netflix is probably going to eventually get to, it's just going to be Netflix content on Netflix Mm -hmm. Because mm-hmm. obviously Disney's going to take all their stuff back and have it on their platform, right. um, and you know, so I think it, it's eventually going to be everybody's going to have their three or four streaming platforms, and right. 
that's how it's going to kind of go down in the future. Which is kind of sad because that's, I think, a, a consequence of of net neutrality is um, the current situation where uh, um, providers can charge you extra if you want to have like Netflix or mm-hmm. uh, something. So it's going to be basically like, like an a la carte service where you pay to have certain things, mm-hmm. which would suck. But yeah. You know. Yeah. I mean, and I know we, I think we may have touched on this before, but I mean, I'm, I cut the cord over the summer. Mm-hmm. You've had the cord cut for a while and I do much prefer the setup of just picking the things that you want and just getting, um, the, the channels and things like that, that you definitely want instead of having to buy a, a package with a bunch of things that you don't necessarily want. Right. Um, I kind of like that model better. And it, you know, I have a, I have a live TV streaming service cause I got to have my sports. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, you know, it's real it's really convenient, really easy to use. And you know, you don't, as they say on all the commercials, you don't have to have all the, the hardware and cable boxes and all that nonsense. And it's super easy to move and yeah, it's, I love it and it's less than half the price. So do you, do you find that um, your entertainment time is more planned than it used to be? Um, yes. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. In the past, it's kind of eliminated the, the, the days of, just flipping on the TV and then like flipping around till you find something. Just zoning out. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, and that's also, especially with, with kids and everything like that, time is a little more limited. So you kind of want to be a little more focused. Like it's nothing's going to derail adult time more than flipping on Netflix or even, you know, just back to the old days of just flipping on cable and, on a Friday night spending a half an hour trying to decide on what to watch. Right. You know, it's good to just have your shows and be able to go right there to what you want to watch. And I think that was one of the the deciding factors for me to move away from cable was just the sheer amount of time just doing absolutely nothing. Mm -hmm. Just, just burning time, not even watching anything, not even like enjoying what I'm doing. But I feel like with subscription services and Netflix in general is like, you hear about something you want to watch, you plan to watch it. It's a generally an activity for you and the wife or you and the kids to see that mm-hmm. it's more intended than just sitting and draining time away. Yes. Which, I mean, sounds like I'm put. I'm making it more, you know, educational or more fulfilling than it actually is, but it feels well, better. It feels better. Yeah. It's the whole, um, yeah. And I'm big and I'm uh, on the word. And I'm glad you use it. Intentionality. Yeah. You know, I'm, it's not just having a TV on to have it on, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's especially with, with kids because they'll do that too, you know, just flip the TV on and it's on. Well, what are you, well, just if you want to watch something, watch something, you know? Right. But I did also see a stat that said that if you were only to watch Netflix throughout the year, you would avoid up to 160 hours of advertising that you would yeah. see on live TV. So that's I, something. I totally that's cool. feel that when I get inundated with advertising, I am very upset. Yep. I hate it. I hate it. And also the typical person 
pays uh, 20 cents per hour of Netflix content. So super users like yourself might pay less than that, but it's based on whatever formula they came up with, you know, your 10 bucks a month mm -hmm. divided by how many hours you watch. So interesting Netflix facts. Yep. Wow. We could, we could yep. deep dive more, but I think we should, uh, we should wrap her up for the night. Uh, yeah. I think we've, uh, we've exhausted our, uh, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. our time here. So it's good to be back with you, brother. Yeah. Back podding. And, and I we're, think we're working up to something. Do you want to set that up? I, yeah, I was just going to mention. So our kind of plan going forward is, of course, in the um, the MCU that we've been into over the years, and as we are the of the all don't say that network, that we're the resident resident kind of comic book movie nerds. Um, we've had seventeen Marvel films over the past ten years, and that's going to kind of culminate with um, Avengers: Infinity War coming out in a couple weeks. So we're going to next week talk about a few of the Marvel movies that we've watched recently. Obviously uh, our last pod was about black Panther. So kind of continuing on from there. And mm -hmm. then in two weeks we'll be seeing um, infinity war and then talking about that. I have a cliffhanger confession. Ooh. Yeah. I, I think I'm going through a transition, Joel. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think I'm transitioning from a Star Wars guy Ooh. to an MCU guy. Wow. So what, what does that mean exactly? I, d I don't know. <laughs> okay. There's changes going on, and I'm not totally comfortable with it yet. Okay. But w I think we can cover that next time. Okay. Well, I'm I'm still going to be both. No. Yep, I'm, I'm both. I'm deciding. Well, you can decide. That's fine. I, I like them both. I know. So. I know you're that kind of guy. Yep. <laughs> okay. I think that's a good spot to end it on. Okay. So until next time, have a Mountain Dew, have a Surge, have a Jolt Cola, and we'll catch you next time. We'll always have breakfast at Tiffany's, O'Brien. Mm, you're my wonder wall. Oh. <laughs> See ya. Oh, that was just a, a sincere giggle. Oh, love a sincere oh. giggle. Okay, bye.